And now you may be wondering why I just played straight up by Paula Abdul. But if you just, as you listen, it will all make sense. It will all be like full circle. And I love a full circle moment. But welcome back to something about. Um, I'm changing up the lineup a little bit. I'm doing episode eight of Only Murders in the Building rather than, you know, a regular whatever I feel like talking about episode. And this episode is titled Fan Fiction. And before I like dive into the episode, I had tweeted out on Twitter. Um, my username is Schleigai, S-C-H-L-E-Y, guy, all one word. I had um, <laughs> tweeted out that I was re-watching Only Murders in the Building so I could take notes and, and recap it as I'm doing right now. I forgot how detailed I get. It's like college all over again, but better. Um, the official Only Murders in the Building Twitter replied to me and said, another podcaster, A, I'm always all ears for new theories. And they also like liked it. Um, my new theory is I'll be dead on the floor because my jaw has dropped and my heart has stopped because of just, I'm in utter shock like that. That's my theory for, for my death. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I love it. Um, I'm getting there. We're getting there. Keep sharing it. I keep tagging only murders in the building. Um, I keep tagging Selena Gomez. Um, I do tag Steve Martin. And I think he only technically has one official account on Twitter. There's one on Instagram. I don't know if it's really his. It doesn't have the blue check. Sometimes I tag it. Sometimes I don't. But, like, if we can get the word out, let's keep manifesting. Let's keep manifesting. But right now, let's get into episode eight, fan fiction. It opens up and we see the Arconia. We see the gate to one of the entrances and we hear, what does it mean to be a fan of something? For me, it means undying absolute loyalty. Being a fan is like being married. You don't quit no matter how bad it gets. That's how I feel about Only Murders podcast. And we pan through the gates and we see like a small gathering of fans and by small, I mean, there's literally only four of them. And they start chatting. And it's been another week without a new episode. And they're just wondering, like, what the fuck are they doing? And as they're sitting outside waiting, they're like, oh, my God, guys, what if we saw Bunny? Or what if we saw Howard the Hat Guy? And then they're getting more excited. They're like, what if we saw Charles or Oliver or even Mabel um, and they're all holding signs and wearing like various forms of merch and they won't find out who killed they won't leave until they find out who killed Tim Kono I love it and then it goes back to the fan or whomever is doing the voiceover and it says, we call ourselves Arconiacs. 
we met on a message board, the Itty Bitty Omit Bitty Committee. Try saying that three times fast. I'm lucky I could say it once. Which I founded. Ever since Fallon, Obit has been having a moment. But we are the day oneers. Some fans are Maybellines. Maybe she's born with it. Some are Hayden Maidens. And a few, like me, are Putt Nuts. Same. Oliver's my favorite. Um, we come to find out that Sam, that did the voiceover, he is one of the fans. And then we hear from Grant, who is losing faith in the true crime podcast. Um, he's losing faith in the creators. Because, like, what the fuck are they doing? Why has it in a new episode? Another one of them is like, yeah, and they think Sting is a suspect? Really? And then Sam is like, why are you so negative? You just you just have to trust the process. And he's right. You, you just have to trust the process. We're now back in the van that Theo is driving. And Mabel and Oliver are still tied up in the back. But it's now morning. It's daylight. And Mabel says it smells like formaldehyde. And Oliver's like, yeah, it probably smells like formaldehyde. Er, Mabel says it smells, and Oliver points out, yeah, formaldehyde, because that's what they use in funeral homes to keep the body looking good. And for, for me, if I had a big, strong wick of, of formaldehyde, I would also be covered in puke. Mm-hmm. And then Oliver goes on to say how he knows why he recognizes the smell of formaldehyde and he was the first director to use a real cadaver on this on the stage for his um dual adaptation of Tuesdays at Bernie's which is a combination of Tuesdays with Maury and Weekend at Bernie's that would be a wild play to see I might actually go see it I don't know those are two very very different yeah the van suddenly comes to a screeching halt Theo pulls them out of the back and um, Oliver makes a poor joke to Theo and he's like just listen to me and then he apologizes for the poor joke and um, Theo gut punches him and Teddy starts talking he's been waiting outside and he apologizes on Theo's behalf and he lets them know he's like Theo hates the theater but he is just so dramatic so like ironic I guess and Oliver is just trying to explain what happened all the mistakes and then he's like are we at a dump and I think Oliver thinks and Mabel probably too like Oh, shit, this is the end. Um, Teddy has them enter his very fancy-looking SUV. And he is sitting, like, opposite the driver. And by opposite, I mean his seat is behind the driver's seat, facing the opposite direction. And he likes that because no son should have to hear or see what his father is saying. 
So because Theo can lip read, if he sits with his back towards him, he can't lip read through the rear view mirror. And then he also can't see him say certain terrible things. And he goes on to say how having a deaf son ended his marriage, but also so did all the whores. And I have a feeling it was probably more the whores than the deaf son. And he fills him in on how having his son made him really appreciate the beauty of silence. And he goes on to explain how like a lot of parents of children who are deaf or hard of hearing in that community don't always learn ALS. And he learned ALS and Mabel's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Or yeah, I knew that. And Oliver's like, Oh really? Wow. I wouldn't know what to say to that. Cause I would, I too would be thinking this man is going to kill me. So he's telling them how, you know, this makes for a beautiful friendship, a beautiful partnership. Because um, someone can find out certain things about you, but they can act like they've never heard it or otherwise he'll hurt them. And Oliver says, we hear you loud and clear, Teddy. But he's not really sure what he's getting at. And so Teddy goes on to explain his side jewelry interests and how it is a good subject for a podcast, just not their podcast. And they have two options. They can either end it with dignity or they can end it posthumously. Posthumously? I think I said that right. I apologize if I didn't. You know what I mean. He'll, he'll kill him. And the podcast will end because he'll dead. You get what I'm saying? Mabel tells him they know what he did to Tim Kono. Kono. And Teddy says they don't know shit about Tim Kono. And he feels at ease about that. And um, I think because Teddy doesn't know what the fuck happened to Tim. No one knows what happens to Tim. So like... No one knows literally anything about Tim. And uh, Teddy goes on to say Ollie would never say a bad thing about someone who was so good to him. Which is true because Teddy, I feel, has thrown Oliver a lot of bones over his silly plays. And uh, Teddy would like to wake up tomorrow at 7 a.m. and there be a final episode of the show. And he wants to hear that they were wrong and that Tim killed himself because of loneliness or some kinky shit like that. And Oliver's like, there's some areas we could, you know, maybe go with. And Teddy agrees that he's just a guy with some deli who'd hate to see more bad things happen to tenants in his building. And, um... He knows he knows they'll make the right choice because he knows where they live. A little ominous, you know. 
I feel like I wouldn't fuck with him. Nathan Lane plays a great kind of psychopath, a little psychotic. Love it. Um, They get dropped off at the Arconia at the gate. And they come across Sam and the rest of, you know, their fans. And you can see how excited Oliver is on his face. And Mabel's a little, she seems a little annoyed because we know how she feels about people. And um, they're getting asked where the episodes are. And Oliver, then you can see Oliver's face change. And he's telling them that the date, they don't work for them. And he calls them vultures. And Mabel apologizes to them and is like telling them they're in a rush. They got places to be, things to do, literally. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the group lets them know that they believe in them. Oliver really likes um, their merch. He notices that they're wearing their merch and wants to know, like, how much would they pay for official merch? And that's when Mabel pulls him away and is like, we gotta go. And the fans are like, oh my god, a classic Oliver and Mabel exchange. And as they're walking into the Arconia, one of them yells, they're dying for new episodes. And Oliver replies, we may be too. LOL. It's really funny. Um, they're now in the building. And they're now knocking on Charles's door to get in. They got some shit to drop, as we know. Jan answers the door, and she's in a robe. Um, lets them in and tells them Charles is getting, bagel, uh, getting bagels. And Mabel asks how it went. I mean, she can tell how it went, because obviously, you know, she slept over. And Jan said they were selling each other's bodies, celebrating each other's bodies. You know, the night went there, and Mabel is now like, oh, I really wish I hadn't asked. Um, there's a lot of small talk, and they mentioned Brazos was their safe word, and Mabel's like, um, she wished she had a safe word to get out of the conversation that's happening. And Jan asks if they were okay. And Oliver says they're just really trying to focus on staying alive right now. And this whole conversation is just kind of funny. You can tell that they're really annoyed with Jan in general. And they just, they have to unload onto Charles. He missed all of this. Charles comes back with a bag of bagels and you can tell he is just, he is a man. He's so excited. He feels good. He feels great. And Oliver is trying to fill him in and, you know, they survived a truck full of corpses. There was implicit death threats from Teddy Demas. Charles is like half listening and he goes on to say like, he doesn't have enough bagels for everyone. He only has enough for he and Jan. But he has these blueberry bagels. But um, he's those aren't for them. He's going to throw them in the freezer for another time. And then he cuts to death threats. And Mabel confirms that Dem Demas did threaten to kill them. If they didn't end the podcasts. And... So Charles now asks if they are all right. 
and Oliver goes on to say how modest Teddy can be, even though he's a psychotic grave robber. And if they drop the final episode in the morning saying he's innocent, you know, that's great. Or he'll drop a couple bullets into them. So Charles is just what? Jan interjects, you know, as she's been doing that, he doesn't know what they know. And Mabel kind of like looks across at Jan and she's like, well, what do we know? Because like, yeah, Jan, you live in the building and you've been here, but you haven't like been here. And Charles tells them how they went through Tim's phone and they made a ton of discoveries. And it sends the whole investigation into just a new direction. Tim was a very meticulous record keeper. There were lots of notes and photos and receipts and newspaper clippings. Um, why are they going after the Demases? He saw... He must have saw someone like push Zoe off the building 10 years ago. And Mabel realized that the person Tim must have seen push Zoe was Theo. So Teddy, which led Teddy to threaten Tim, who had just been trying to take him down ever since. And so Mabel now is saying Teddy did it. And Jan's like, we can't jump to conclusions that isn't on his phone but like shut up Jan and you Mabel feels the same way as we do she just can't do this with Jan so they pull Charles aside and they're very happy for him but you know something may have happened and Charles tells them that they had sex and they're like yeah we we can tell you've had sex like she's wearing your bathrobe and um, shit's going to get real now. And they only have till 7 a.m. the next day to f- figure out how to take Demas down. But you know who they need? They need real help from the person who gave them their phone. And you know who gave them their phone? Well, now we see them being dropped off by a taxi. They've been pulled up to a dock and they get out. And they're there to meet Detective Williams. <laughs> and we we hear Charles say, It's money time, baby. Payday's here. And the check is in the mail. As in the deceased murderer mail at the Arconia, Tim Konos. Because he knows he was murdered. And Dee is like, what the fuck? Like, why are you what? And, you know, because Charles played Brazos for so many years, he's like, this is how we do it. You can tell Detective Williams is like, stop. I love Detective Williams. Um, They tell her they think Dima's, you know, the deli guy, killed Tim. And they gather this from the evidence that they've pulled off of Tim's phone. Um. D, Detective Williams, will never admit that she gave them the phone. Um, They need to make an episode about the evidence um, 
she is currently running a talk screen on Tim's laptop. And anything they find or do, it has to make sense. It has to be airtight. And they need to figure out these three or four things. Who, how, why. And Charles is like, what? And sorry, that was my dog, Jeannie. Um, Charles goes, what? And Detective Williams goes, there is no what. It is who, how, why, and why now. And it needs to be super fucking tight because Detective Williams has put it all on the line. Her superiors are like, we've closed this. But if you have more evidence, we need to see this evidence because otherwise, mm, no. So now they're back in Oliver's apartment and they're brainstorming. There's a big easel set up and it's got four boxes saying how, why, who, and why now. Every single box is blank. Um, They're just... They're running around in circles trying to figure out why, you know, it could be Teddy. And um, Oliver can't function. He's hungry. He has no dip. And right as he says that, there's a knock on his door. So he goes, you know, he and Mabel get up while Charles goes to figure something out to eat. And they go to answer the door, and it's Jan with homemade pizza rolls. And the look on Mabel's face is like, mm, no, thank you to her. Close the door. Jan has let herself in. And they're chatting. They really don't want her there. Um, there's another knock at the door. And Oliver goes, did someone order up a party? He opens it. It's Oscar. At least um, Oscar will be somewhat helpful, or he'll shut the fuck up. I'm like, Jan. Um, Oscar asks, you know, how they're doing. And they reply, you know, they're a little preoccupied. A little little traumatized. Um, they go to sit down. And Oscar actually has something useful. He's got some big news. He met with the cutter guy. The jewelry connection that Gustavo had for Tim. And Mabel asks about the green ring, and he didn't have the green ring. He sold it to Tim. But then they were like, well, where the fuck is the green ring? And he received it the day before he died. And Mabel just wants to know where the green ring is because she has all the pieces of jewelry he had from the uh, Hardy Boy books. So you know, where is it? And Oliver's like, maybe the killer took it. And they're like, the Dimas could have it. And that would be their why now? And then Jan interjects as she does. And she's like, this is all circumstantial. And they need to know how, like, if they actually did it. And Mabel and Oliver are just getting real sick of her shit. And Oliver is like, you know what? I need dip for these really dry pizza rolls. So he goes to leave. And as he's outside, he runs into the fans. They're still out there. And he lets them know that they're on the cusp 
and or the fans let Oliver know that like you guys are on the cusp you are almost there and there's not one suspect and Oliver looks like a little perplexed so he looks at him and he's like you know what why don't you come with me but wasn't there four of you and um one of them tells him oh grant he had to go home because grant was also like he looked like a child so he brings him up to his apartment and you know very unsure about it and they introduce themselves you know this is sam sam was the gentleman from the beginning of the episode who did the voiceover paulette she is the cute little blonde woman who just happens to be in a wheelchair and marv the older gentleman he looks like a marv um introductions are being done they see oscar they realize he is tie-dye guys charles introduces Jan as his girlfriend as Jan is introducing herself and she's like oh my god I'm your girlfriend and Charles is like yeah if you want to be and she's like oh my god I do Uh, very and Paulette or one of them says this will break all the hated maiden hearts. That that cute little fandom will just be very disappointed. Um, Mabel, Charles, and Oliver need to talk, so they pull themselves to his side. And Oliver tells them that they need help with the how. And Mabel and Charles are looking at him like the fuck, and he goes, "They know more than we do." And um, goes on to say, Jan is no fucking help. She's, he, Oliver, (laughs) Oliver compares her to pigs that sniff truffles and the truffles are just bad ideas. And I mean, he's not wrong with the bad idea part, but the pig part might have been a bit insulting. And he goes on to say how the fans have listened to every episodes over and over. And that they were them before they were them. So the fans are Mabel, Charles, and Oliver at the beginning of this investigation. And they were paying attention to the evidence. And that's who they are now. Um... He wants them to be on the case. And Charles is like, that's not a bad point. And Mabel's like, it's not a very clear point. It's a little weird, but they can help. And then Oliver does another analogy like, you know, they're the dogs. But if you put a sled on them, they'll pull the sled. I think pretty much just saying like, they know stuff, they can help us and maybe you know, put this all in a cute little bow and get it done by 7 a.m. And so now they're talking and they, one of them, I believe it was Sam, brought up how if Tim lives on the ninth floor, why did he get on the elevator at the sixth floor with a trash bag? And, you know, 
our tree. I was like, how did we miss that? And um, Oliver mentions the sixth floor is where Teddy lived. And was that his garbage or was that Teddy's garbage? And did Teddy write those notes? And Oliver's like, we need to think outside of the box, which is what he said too. And here is the full circle moment when he was directing a play with Paula Abdul. You are welcome. Chan then brings up, what about the cat? And they're like, what the fuck about the cat? And they're like, Howard Morris. You know, the cat guy. He's he's mentioned in their notes. We can't disregard that. And Oliver is just annoyed. As we all are. I was starting to get annoyed with Jan in this episode. And when she first came on, I was like, ooh, cute. Um, they think that the notes weren't suicide notes, but more death threats from the Dimas. But they were just made to look like a suicide notes. And that's when Oliver's like, wait, I need to visualize. So he takes, you know, our three friend our three friends. Marv is Theo. Paulette is the doorman Lester. And Sam gets to play the pinnacle role of Tim. And Sam's like, oh my God, dead. But like, not really, but like I'll be playing a dead man. So he puts on a small play of what could have happened. You know, Tim goes up to Lester and asks, oh, do I have any packages? And he's like, no. So then Tim goes up to his apartment, lets himself in, and Theo's there. And then there's an argument, and Theo gut punches him. Like, you know, he gut punched Oliver earlier at the dump, and Oliver makes a point. And then Tim, you know, gets out, not Tim, Theo gets out a gun and shoots Tim somehow in the mouth. And after Tim is dead, Theo types the suicide message. And like, it, it kind of makes sense. And, you know, they see that it can kind of make sense. But then Jan has to say, you know, she's not sure. It seems too easy. And they need to look into Howard. And Charles is like, yeah, and, you know, they need time to warm up this part of the team. Or they need time to warm up as part of the team with Jan being in the team. And Jan is like, I'm, I'm not part of that team. And no, you're not, Jan. You are not part of that team. Oliver says her input is just so destructive and that her pizza rolls were really chewy and that he can only forgive one of those things and not both and Charles points out um you sir had six pizza rolls so obviously they weren't that chewy but if you're hungry like you can look past a lot of things so he probably looked past it because he was hungry and Oliver asks her to leave. And they let her go because they're on the clock. They got a deadline to make. And they need to be sure, sure, because they took a lot of money from the Demises 
So Charles just wants them to make sure they are sure, sure, sure. So as that's going down, Jan is leaving the elevator and headed towards her apartment. And she sees a note on her door and it says, I'm watching you. And Charles is recording the closing statement for the final episode. Unless another neighbor happened, unless another neighbor is murdered or they move to a more dangerous area. And as we know, there is a season two. So, can he see the future? There's applause. This sounds great. Um, <clears throat> down comes the Delhi King. And, you know, Oliver looks, or Charles or Oliver looks to the fans and tells them they need to find another interest. And before they release the episode, they need to send it to someone for a sneak preview. And that someone is Detective Williams. And the and as the episode drops, um, we are in Teddy's apartment and Theo is also there. And like a notification noise goes off on his phone. And he's like, oh, fuck. Because he knows what it is, but he's a bit shocked when he sees the episode title. And the episode is named Dima's Takes a Dip. I love it. And at that time, we hear a knock on the door. It's a Detective Williams with a couple of officers. Assumingly, they're to arrest them. And as all this is happening, the podcast is playing. Lester is listening. So isn't Bunny and Uma. Um, they're together listening to the episode while eating popcorn. Will, Oliver's son, is listening to the podcast with cute little Winnie in his lap. And the gang is outside listening. And by gang, I mean like the fans are outside listening and they're bringing up the questions. Why would Dima sponsor a podcast if they know who did it? And seems like it's all it's all hubris. You know, Charles is texting Jan and he's not getting any responses. And Oliver is saying he'll miss this. And Mabel found a video of Tim with evidence explaining things and within it is like a skewed apology to Oscar in it and uh, Detective Williams calls Oliver and she's like really proud and Oliver is cracking a bottle of what I'm assuming is champagne or some sort of sparkling wine and she's letting him know how impressed she is with them. And, you know, Teddy is in a world of trouble. And while she's on the phone with Oliver, you know, she goes, shit, fuck, fuck. She gets a notification from Tox. And Oliver's like, is this a good shit, fuck, fuck? And come to find out Tim was poisoned. And he was already dead when he was shot. And then at the same time, she's also 
gets another piece of evidence. A neighbor on two had a ring camera on their door that was pointed out into the courtyard. And there's a picture of Teddy and Theo that is time stamped outside before the fire alarm goes off. There's still maybe a murderer in the building. So it concludes that Jan might be right. Maybe. As in, at least it wasn't Dima's. I don't think it was Howard. And so Oliver is filling in Mabel and Charles about the discovery. And Charles is like, so my girlfriend may be right. And Oliver's like, you have a girlfriend. Which really, again, sets off Charles to show he doesn't listen. Because if we remember, he asked who was Winnie. And, well, I guess it doesn't set Charles off. It just goes to show that these two and three, but mainly Oliver and Charles, don't really listen to each other because Charles didn't know who Winnie was, Oliver's dog, from when she got poisoned. And Oliver's like, you have a girlfriend? And Charles is like, yeah, Jan. And no one listens to me. So he leaves the apartment. Um, We see him getting off the elevator. He has flowers. Um, He's headed towards Jan's. Most likely going to apologize to her. He feels bad. Um, He knocks on her door. And then turns the knob and enters her apartment to go and talk to her. He ends up finding her on the floor. Face down. And she's bleeding. And it looks like she's bleeding from being stabbed near the kidneys. And I only know that because I did a whole report on like liver transplants. So I know where the kidneys are. And I mean, they also could have nicked the liver. And I know that shit bleeds like a motherfucker. My mom has told me many a times she works in a hospital. She's not a nurse. But she knows livers bleed like a motherfucker. She works in a blood bank. That's why she knows. So the episode ends. Doesn't look like the Demises killed Tim and who stabbed Jan. So it leaves us. Did the same person stab Jan also kill Tim? Will the Demises still be held accountable at least for Zoe's murder? Because obviously it wasn't Oscar as we know. So they need to pay their penance for the time Oscar did for them. Um, I already know who the killer is, but who do you think the killer is? Um, um, again, I am on Twitter. The name is Schleyguy, S-C-H-L-E-Y guy. I am also on Instagram. It is the same username, but there is an underscore between Schly and Guy. And again, if you could rate, like, and review this, um, that would be amazing. I would love you. Share it with other listeners. Not other listeners. Other viewers of the show. Um, We only have two more episodes left, and then the new season comes out. 
I may do an episode in between going over the trailer and, you know, hypothesizing and then also just talking about the episode or the show because it's it's a great show. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Thank you again for listening. And I would like you all to just have a great day. Bye.